This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to artists and everyone in between. I am basically the nosy best friend, and I'm here to ask all the questions, get all the details on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, uh, remember this is an 18 plus podcast, so check all the show notes for any content or trigger warnings. If uh, we missed adding any, please just reach out and let us know so we can edit those in. My name is Ren, I'm your host as usual, and I am here with Amanda, aka my TBR is growing on Twitter, um, who is also a reader, sort of a writer, but mostly like the captain of the Clydephilia ship, which is really cool because I don't really know much about that and so getting uh into that conversation is going to be really neat for me so hopefully it is for you anyway thanks for coming on this morning how are you doing i'm good thanks how are you um i woke up a little late so i'm just sort of like i i ate and now i have my coffee and so we'll just see where the day goes at this point i usually wake up at like six or seven um, but my body was like, how about you sleep until like eight? And I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. Well, maybe you needed it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think I might've needed it, but. Yeah. I know um, here we just had, we're in like the rainiest time of year. And mm-hmm. I woke up this morning to uh, a wet carpet in my daughter's bedroom downstairs. So oh, no. that started off the morning, but then we got new Adam picks today. So yes, we I did. <laughs> I was like, I logged on to Twitter and immediately saw it. I was like, this is why I love the space that I live in. Everyone's just like sharing it all and being excited about it. But um, yeah, yeah weather wise here, apparently this is the wettest spring they've ever had, which I'm from California. I live in Washington now. So mm-hmm. California this time is really hot. <laughs> Washington this time, it's like a roller coaster of like rain and then the sun comes out but it's muggy but then it's also raining and muggy and i'm just like i don't i don't like it but (laughs) but there was a heat wave this time last year here when i moved here so i guess i'm okay um so yeah let's go ahead and move into the summary and this is just where we get to know our guests a little bit more um so start off let's kind of start off with your history of fan fiction um how did you get into reading it and then subsequently i know you said you don't write a lot of it but how did you start writing it when you did decide to start writing it sure um so i think i'm probably similar to a lot of people who joined the fandom post tross coming out um I remember, like, I saw it, I think, around Christmas, like, not the first day it came out, but a couple of days before Christmas, maybe, and just was, like, devastated with how it ended, and didn't really know what to do about that, not, not to, didn't know how to handle it, um, didn't really have anyone in my real life who I could necessarily, who necessarily understood how much it hurt me. Um, it felt like a personal injury almost mm. with how much I loved Star Wars and how let down I was by it. So I kind of went online and um, Reddit was the first place that I found people talking about how it felt to go through that experience. And I think it was on some random Star Wars Reddit that I found people talking about fanfic and talking about AO3. And I've always been a big reader. Um, I have a background being a librarian. So um, books and reading have always been really important to me. And I think I kind of 
theoretically knew that fanfic existed, but it just wasn't something I ever sought out. Um, but then I read about people writing, I guess initially it would have been like fix it fanfic um, mm. to make up for what happened at the end of Rise of Skywalker. And I think that was kind of how, how I started. So, um, um, sorry, did I, did you, so you started reading, um, were, were you a new Star Wars fan with the sequels or were you a fan before? No, I was a fan before. Like, okay. I think since... I don't know how old I was, but I remember going to see the, when they re-released the originals in theater, like mm. 1997, I remember going to see the, see them in theater. And I think I had watched them at home with my dad, like shortly before that. Okay. Um, so I've been a fan for a long time. Okay. Um, so when you saw, okay. Also, let me just say, I also relate to the sadness about the end of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, I started reading fanfic during, um, the, the second one. I always forget the freaking name because I'm just like, <laughs> um, because like I have the Star Wars trilogy just like completely wiped from my brain at this point. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, so what about, um, so with the last one, did you read mostly Fix It Fix? Were you trying to like fill in that sort of sadness that way? Yeah, I think the first, very first few that I read and I was bad, like I, I started as a guest. I probably left guest kudos and maybe a mm -hmm. comment at the very end, but I didn't like, I wasn't, I just thought it was like a short term thing. So um, a lot of those ones I don't remember now. I do remember mm -hmm. one of the very first that I read, but it started as fix-its and then I discovered like, I don't know, I don't know what the first like modern AU that I read or fantasy, like I don't know where it went from that, but I expanded pretty quickly and then spent probably about a year reading and sort of existing in the background. Like I didn't make a Twitter, I sort mm -hmm. of left comments, but like eventually made a, an account and left comments, but spent about, I think a year in the background and then made a Twitter and then decided maybe I could start writing something little. Um, and actually the first fic I wrote was not Raylo, it was Ray Logan, so Clyde okay. and Ray. Yeah. Um, which was surprising to me, but I, I loved Clyde Logan from the first time I saw Logan Lucky. So uh -huh, uh -huh. it works out. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. So what then um, got you into the, the writing side of it? Because I think you said that you mostly did Twitter prompts. Um, mm -hmm. which I, th which again, I think is really cool. Um, I wasn't at all familiar with Twitter prompts when I first joined fanfic Twitter. Um, and then I started seeing them come in and I'm like, Whoa, okay. So, um, I th you said you're exclude like you're exclusively a Twitter fic writer. You so you don't post on AO3. Uh, I do have some on AO3. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I don't know. Just a handful. Okay. Um, I'm mostly lazy and write them on Twitter and then Fair. don't get around to putting them on AO3. So yeah, there are some. Um, I have always kind of, I feel like I've always had a bit of a writer, um, not, I wouldn't call myself like a writer's heart, but mm -hmm. since I was little, I remember always having a notebook where I would just like record little story ideas. Sometimes they would come from like a dream that I had or something like that, where I thought like, oh, that's a cool thing. Never intending that I'd necessarily share them with anyone. Um, mm. And like, I loved, I remember, 
I don't know, it's probably in grade five or something, re researching these stories and just like the research part of stories and planning them out is my one of my favorite things. Like the actual writing I can maybe take and leave. It takes up a mm -hmm. lot of time, but planning out stories and dreaming about them is one of my favorite things. And I've always kind of liked that. But now I feel like since I discovered Raylo and Clydephilia now, I feel like I have a, a way to focus that. And it's really cool to have a place to share it. Um, because it was never something that I wanted to share in the past. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen Ophelia. It's on my list. I have like a <laughs> massive list of films I need to watch. So I yep. haven't seen that. Um, but what about, so how does that, how does that pairing come about? Because I've only heard about it on Twitter. I don't think I've read any, not that I can remember anyway, but like, yeah. So how did that, how did that pairing kind of come about? Cause those are two separate, like, <laughs> like not even the same genre of movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the last duel in Ophelia, like maybe I can see it, but mm -hmm. yeah. So how did that happen? If you know, like the origin story of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny cause I had to explain it to my husband like <laughs> a month ago. And I was like, this is kind of hard, very hard to, to explain. Um, so I've always loved Clyde and mm -hmm. when I first was reading, I saw there was a lot of Clyde and Ray paired together mm -hmm. and I wrote one, um, and I've read lots that I liked, but it kind of got to the, like, I was starting to try and think of more prompts and it's kind of silly, but I would always be like, where's Ben? Why is Ray not with Ben? Mm -hmm. And so that was part of it. And then I think it was in it was in like spring to summer last year when we were starting to get more pictures from the last duel and that kind of thing. And people were making medieval Clyde sort of mm. uh, a thing. And it, I, for me, um, I knew I didn't really want to watch the last duel, but I wanted to enjoy the pictures and prompts that could come of it. So I was really a fan of medieval Clyde. And then with medieval Clyde goes along the pictures of Ophelia. Um, and then like, I just wanted the freedom to be able to make up more Clyde AUs that were like historical mm. from different settings. Um, I was, I was traveling into kind of a historical area in, um, Canada last summer and got some ideas and was picturing Clyde in those places. And I just thought like, why not move Ophelia into different AUs and different historical periods mm. and, um, I don't think I watched the movie Ophelia until, I don't know, it's maybe fall last year. Um, but I've always, I've always had issues with Hamlet and how it treated Ophelia. And so the idea of being able to write some happier endings for her um, mm -hmm. along with Clyde was actually like kind of meaningful to me. So yeah, that's kind of where it came from. I think I was looking back the first time I can find myself talking about Clyde and Ophelia was August last year, I think August 2020. Okay. 2021. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think the last duel was September. Yeah, right? sometime around yeah. Um, So is he, uh, is Clyde in this setting still like Himbo Clyde? Or does he have like, uh, like the... Well, no, because you said you didn't see the last duel. So yeah, does he maintain his his same personality? He's just historical. Yeah, generally, I okay. try and do okay. that as much as possible. Like I like to write him as like he's got a big heart, and yeah, he, 
Um, he's simple, but there's a lot underneath inside of him. And I like to write it that way. Um, I've seen like people do write for Jacques from The Last Duel. So I feel like you can do that for him. Right. And then Medieval Clyde is more like the Southern gentleman or like Aww. West Virginian gentleman, <laughs> but translated into other places. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. so cool. I'll have to check some of those out. Cause yeah, I like, again, like I, I knew of the ship. I just was like, how does, how do you guys like do the pairing of like a comedy character to like but now that you've explained it that makes a lot of sense and i do and as someone who cannot watch the last duel again i saw it once mm -hmm. that was enough i will never watch it again um uh i like the idea of like putting someone who's like a lot nicer in that role because yeah like i mean jock's historical i know it's like based on true events um but that was a lot to watch <laughs> um so so you um said that you predominantly um uh, i was trying to remember what you put in on your on your form but you sort of stay in that realm of clydephilia are you um do you write prompts for that or do, well let me say do you make prompts for that ship and then write the prompts or do you just kind of write um what's your process and try to keep like i guess that ship more active um so i i i like i write both and i like both raylo and um clydephilia and i feel mm -hmm. like i go through stages um mm -hmm. i'm actually writing a textbook i have a textbook that's out right now for raylo mm -hmm. um so it's been fun to write that but then sometimes i feel like oh i want to go write something for clydephilia okay um i put out way more prompts than i actually write because i mm -hmm. find that i just once i write i'm writing something i can't read anything else because Gotcha. It just it occupies so much of my mind and the time that I have. So it it's like a sacrifice to write something that I don't want to do all the time. I love mm. reading and commenting and that part of it so much that, and I, I'm just not that skilled of a writer in terms of the, we have so many amazing writers out there. Yeah. Um, so I focus mostly on the reading and commenting, that kind of thing, but yeah, there's prompts that I put out. Um, there's like a pretty fun little community of people who also enjoy Clydephilia and mm -hmm. have taken that up in terms of putting out their own prompts and now writing fix. I think there's 10 on AO3 as well as there's been um, things on Twitter too. Um, so it's just been fun to see like this little idea get embraced by the wider yeah. realm of people. Yeah, that's so cool. I I I like the idea of the and I know that some people don't like the idea of sort of expanding outside of Raylo um but I personally like reading stories like I liked Clyde Ray I think mm -hmm. that 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 pairing is very cute um mm -hmm. <laughs> especially when it's a of a ray in the west virginia setting and she's getting to meet all of like the logan family and stuff yeah. i really like that um yeah. so i i never really considered to put like other <laughs> and again i say this i feel like i say this every time that i record with someone but like i always have these like of course like duh moments when i talk to you guys because it's like well yeah like of course you could take another uh, Daisy character like Ophelia and put her with another like it just makes sense but like my brain doesn't register it if it's not like exactly like a Star Wars person with another person if that makes sense so I yeah. think it's really cool that um that there's like a ship that isn't entirely 
Star Wars, but it's got like the people that we know as the face. I know it's, it's really cool. Um, one, one of my favorite things actually is like finding ways to put Clyde and Ophelia into the Star Wars universe. Uh huh. Um, so I have written something on Twitter. I need to put it on AO3, where they're sort of a few generations back from our sequel trilogy people, and there's sort of a relation like maybe Clyde is possibly in Han Solo's family mm. uh, as an ancestor and they know Maz they meet at Maz's, Maz's castle on Takodana um, Ophelia I think is from Naboo if I remember correct and is a queen's handmaiden which works because in Hamlet she is also a handmaiden so yeah. that was one like really fun little way that I found I, I always feel like I don't know, Clyde, to me, he probably likes Star Wars. And I think it's fun <laughs> that maybe he could end up being in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Oh, I never And then there's another one. There's Star one, um, Gina, like, Damp I can't, I don't remember how to say her name, like, Dampier's Drink Espresso. Oh, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's writing one, um, Clyde and Ophelia, set in the Firefly universe. Which I don't really know the Firefly universe well, but mm -hmm. um, the way she's writing it is just really cool to see them in a space, a different kind of space environment and alternate universe. So yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I've I think I've seen that one floating around, but I'm also not really well versed in Firefly, so I feel like I wouldn't understand anything if I read oh, it. Oh, it's really good. It's really well written, <laughs> and I don't think you necessarily need to. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll have to check it out when it's. Um, I like I like. Uh, is it a hefty? one i feel like it's is it a couple chapters in already um i think maybe three chapters in oh okay okay that's not too bad i can catch and the chapters are relatively like they go quickly oh, okay they're really okay. good so um cool so uh what are your favorite sort of situations to put the characters that you write in whether it be raylo or clydephilia like what are some of your favorite um either like au tropes or um uh <laughs> can't be situations that are there some that you like to write more than others hmm. i tend to write a lot of meeting like first meeting meet cute mm -hmm. um that tends to be where i gravitate towards the mm -hmm. first well my my ray logan was a meet cute but it was a smutty meet cute um and i feel like my first few fix were pretty were like not smutty but like leaning towards that but I've mm -hmm. sort of been in a I can't write smut phase since then so they're definitely I lean more towards like the meat cutes um I am very conventional in terms of there'll always be a happy ending and probably okay. a happy ending for almost everyone like I don't really like writing villainous characters mm -hmm. um I, I would love to give a redemption to Palpatine. Like I would give a redemption <laughs> to anyone. So yeah, if you read my works, they will end up being in a happy place. Um, in terms of favorites, like I love historical AUs. Um, so like multiple time periods, I don't know. I feel like it's just fun to figure out what the characters would be like in those mm -hmm. kind of AUs and how to translate a lot of their background and that kind of thing into a new setting. Um, I do really like um, canon divergence. So okay. this wouldn't be Clydephilia necessarily, but in terms of Raylo, I love coming up with ideas for canon divergent things. Um, both, I love to read that as well as think of how might a certain change bring other changes to 
to the story that we know and to the the love between them. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah, I haven't read a lot of um so I, listeners already know, but I don't. I tend to not read a lot of uh, in the universe stuff, mm-hmm. uh, just because like they're always so good. And then I'm like, why didn't we get this in the movies? So, like I always feel like I'm reading something that I want to have. Well, I want it to have happened, so that it makes me sad. <laughs> so yeah. I know that there's. I but there has. I know there's brilliant like in the universe stuff. Canon Divergent. Um, I feel like I maybe haven't read a lot of Canon Divergent fix. Um. But the ones that I did read, I, I did like. I mostly stick to like a like modern AU situations just because I like how almost real they are, like in a way, yeah. like, oh, these things like could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I just live in that fantasy. <laughs> um so what is your favorite kind of um your favorite type of Ben to write if you had to pick like a favorite? And do you like to write Ben or do you like to write Kylo? Or do you like to write both? Because I know that they're different. <laughs> yeah. Um I like to I think I probably write Ben the most. Mm-hmm. Um even if he's being Kylo, he's got a big heart that yeah. comes through, um, immediately loves Ray and would do almost anything for her, would do anything for her. Um, Yeah, so like I've written in terms of, I've written where he's still Kylo, but he's usually trying to find a way to end the First Order from the Mm -hmm. inside. He's trying to make sure that Rey and the Resistance is safe, and then he can finally join and become um, who he is deep inside. Um, yeah, so my favorite kind of Ben, like I've tried in the past, sometimes I come up with prompts, I think in the past where I've put out like sort of dark prompts, but then I'm always like, um, I don't know, I don't know if I can, I, it makes me a little sad. So then I go back to thinking about soft Ben. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, it'll always end up being like the soft Ben coming out for sure. I can read certain dark fic or like where he's definitely more like dominant maybe a little mean but even if he's mean he always would know that ray would like it <laughs> like right yeah um it would be a situation where it's okay with her gotcha um, yeah and what about for ray do you have like a favorite way to write her um i don't know i like so i love ray nobody like ray mm-hmm who is just a scavenger from Jakku. But yeah. I also love playing with the idea of like Ray Palpatine or Ray Kenobi or whatever, um, playing with the different backgrounds. And I love how we have that option in terms of modern, like you can take a modern AU and then do Ray Palpatine and see how her life might be different. Maybe she was raised as an orphan and then found out about her background, things like that. I love that we have such flexibility in terms of playing with her yeah. her background and what her characterization is like. But I just love her story. Um, every time I rewatch The Force Awakens, I'm just like, oh, little baby Ray at the beginning. <laughs> She's just like, I want to protect her and make sure that she has all the love in the world. So that is why I think I love the soft Ben who will do anything for her because it just works together. She deserves to be taken care of, even if she can take care of herself. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite prompt that you've put out so far? That maybe one that got some really good fix written for or responses? Hmm. Um, So this one is maybe a different Ben than what I described a little bit, but 
I don't know if this would be my favorite, but one that I can think of was sort of a, a take on Jedi Ben. So he became a Jedi, but maybe there's still some of that Kylo inside of him. There's a bit of a darkness and he ends up taking, like, I mean, there's lots of pet wife Ray AUs out there and we've got amazing art out there. Um, it sort of comes from that in terms of he he keeps Ray maybe on Naboo and they have a beautiful life, secret life on Naboo where he can go off and be a Jedi and do the jobs that are expected of him. But then he comes home and there's so much love there between mm. them. Um, and I mean, there's been, a, I can't remember the, the titles of the fix, but there's been at least two or three written from that um, that have all been really beautiful, like darkness, but also a light there between them. And um, yeah, just an interesting, interesting play on that's one where he's a little bit more dark, but mm -hmm. still very much in love with Ray and would do anything for her. Okay. I love that. I feel like I've maybe read a couple from like with that sort of premise, but they have leaned a lot more towards like the dark fix side, I think, but, <laughs> but I like the idea of it being like a more soft, soft situation um sort of like if anakin if anakin and padme had like somehow figured out a, a way where they could hide in secret and have their yeah. family safe out of the rest of the galaxy but yeah <laughs> oh yeah we know how that ended um yeah. <laughs> um so as a reader um what are your what are some of your favorite um i guess like if you were going on ao3 to like type in something in the search bar what are you what are your favorite things to sort of look up and read hmm. oh i always have so many waiting for me i, never, <laughs> I almost never have to search for something. <laughs> that's true i'm the same way i don't i don't think i've ever really used the search bar because i just go through my history and i'm like ah oh, an update <laughs> yeah um hmm Oh, it really depends what I'm in the mood for. But yeah, like for sure, I go through stages where I really want to read like canon, not necessarily canon, like exactly following, fixing something, but canon divergent. Like what if you took an arranged marriage AU and put mm. that into the Star Wars universe? Or um, what if you took That's another example? there was only one bed and put that into the Star Wars universe. Like taking those maybe more modern tropes or romance novel tropes and then figuring out like someone who has written them into a uh, Star Wars universe that mm. always um, sparks my interest. That's cool. Um, I, yeah, like, like kind of like what I said before, I don't ever have to search for anything, but lately I've been into a lot of the, um, the prompts that have been going on on Twitter that have been spawning new fix. So like Rayla schools out just ended. So I'm sort of catching up on all the ones on those that I can find. Um, but I just sort of wait for fix update. I don't really have, <laughs> especially yeah. like these days um, when it's just like, I don't really want to search. It's kind of want to scroll through my history and see what's updated um, and just kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, I know. So with Star Wars and then Clyde Felia as like your main two, do you have any other maybe fandoms or pairings that you read? I don't know if you've, I don't know if I'm I've not, seen you mention any for writing, but like, yeah. 
No, not really. I feel like there's so much. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> Where my name comes from, like my TBR is growing. Like my two, it used to be that it was books. I would oh, have okay. just like an overwhelming list of books to read from. And now it's just like fix. I have an overwhelming list of fix. Yeah. To read. <laughs> um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I try to really limit myself. Sometimes I see author, like friends of mine or authors who are writing for other fandoms. And I'm like, I am cheering you on, but I don't have time to read, to start reading like Dark Lena or yeah. the Harry Potter ones. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't have time. So I'll enjoy what I have in Harry, in Star Wars and mm. Clyphelia. And that's kind of the limit of what I have time for. Yeah. I love that the, I guess like the pipeline of fix from what I've been hearing from people is like the Harry Potter to Star Wars to Dark Lena. I guess all three of those have like the same sort of, uh, I guess it really depends on the pairing, but have like the same sort of underlying tone and, and stories to them. Mm -hmm. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't navigated into Dark Lena just because I haven't seen the show or read the book. So I, I, yeah. that's not something I'm familiar with. And with Harry Potter, it's so much content that I mm -hmm. don't even know where to start. So I just read the Harry Potter AUs for Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I can get the Harry Potter from this, but it's still Star Wars. Yeah, I have. I like. I wouldn't even know where to start with Harry Potter. It's just. It's so. It's one. It's so much, and two. I don't know if I feel comfortable reading it given the whole situation with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So I just kind of like. If it's Star Wars, it's I feel a little bit better, and I just I like to read, read yeah. that there. Um, do you have any um, I guess like auto click authors that you like to read on Anthony? Sort of like auto buy if you're reading a book. Um, but do you have any authors on Anthony where like immediately you will drop to read? Uh, I always hate like saying <laughs> author names because I feel like I'm going to leave out people. Um, I don't know honestly. Like I check tags quite a bit mm -hmm. um just for various reasons there's certain things I don't read or I will avoid at certain times um so I don't know if I have anyone who's like an auto gotcha. auto auto like I will definitely check out and I have people I'm subscribed to I will check out what they're writing mm -hmm. um but I um I usually check the tags first um what are some of the tags that you like don't like to read if you don't mind me asking sure um, yeah, so I don't read a lot of, well, I don't really read Braylo. I know lots of people like it, and that's totally fine. It's just I I like Ben and Kylo to be one person because gotcha. I, I think I appreciate how it was done in Star Wars mm -hmm. um, in terms of he has that darkness inside of him, but he also has the light inside of him. So for me, it's just hard to have it be separate. Um, but I know lots of people love it and have lots of fun with it. And so I cheer all of, all of mm. them on, um, and just other, like, I don't know. I have a hard time reading if it, I like devoted Ben and Ray. And so if there's like cheating or, mm. um, I can read angst, but only certain angst sometimes. I don't know yeah. what in the world lately over the last two or two and a half years. Oh Yeah. So I tend to be selective in terms of what angst I can handle at the moment. That makes sense. Yeah, I uh, cheating is not like a a not 
so it's not like something I wouldn't read so long as I know that the ending is like <laughs> them too. Yeah. Like if if something happens and like because it's like maybe Kylo Ben's written to be a little bit on the meaner side and he's just kind of like but we all know that in the end they're gonna be it's like a guaranteed hea i'll read it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah and then with um with uh like angst i like mild angst i don't like anything that gets a little too heavy because i'm like yeah like you like we've got a lot of stuff going on and i just want to like <laughs> read some happy stuff um yeah every but- so often i read I'll let myself read a really sad one, but then I'm just like, uh-huh. I cry. Yeah. And, and it's like immediately like this heaviness and it takes uh-huh. a really long time to get rid of. So I've tried, I try to only do that if I really like, I'm like, do you really want to get to that point in your mental state right now? I don't know if you do. So sometimes I will, and then I'll usually, I'll be, I'll be happy because it was probably beautifully written. Um, but I will also take a while to recover from it. So that's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, so with your writing and like writing prompts, I know that uh, some authors utilize places like Discord writing groups, or um, I, I know some people have off off social media sort of writing communities. Uh, do you take part in those at all, or are you more of just like you're a solitary like here's my prompts and the, or like here's my fix and just like there you go. <laughs> um, I have like a couple of maybe group chats or friends who I will go to with ideas or to chat about ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Discord, but and I'm in a few groups, but I'm really bad at, I think I'm really bad at being in more than one social yeah. media situation, social network situation at a time. So like I'm on Twitter Twitter's my main one that I use. I joined Instagram back when there was the whole Elon Musk taking over Twitter thing, Mm -hmm. but I barely go onto the Instagram now and I'm on Discord, but I mostly use Discord for my organization um, to organize prompts and organize, keep track of prompts and organize things I want to save from Twitter because the Twitter bookmarking process is not very user-friendly so Mm -hmm. I have lots of different categories that I save things in and then I've been using it for organizing text fix which is something I learned from Ate Lala um but yeah discord in terms of being a social thing for me is not it doesn't work so I just have a couple of twitter twitter friends twitter groups that I will take ideas to and then otherwise I just share them Mm -hmm. um if it's a Raylo prompt, I'll share them on Raylo prompts with the at Raylo prompts. Or there isn't there isn't like a a Clydephilia prompt retweet retweeting um, group. Sometimes I've thought about the idea of starting an Adam Driver adjacent like Adam Driver cinematic universe um, prompt account, but mm-hmm. I'm. I'm too lazy to run another. <laughs> That's fair. So if someone ever wants to do it, it would be fun. You could retweet any prompts people come up with with Flip or Clyde or any of the new characters, Maurizio. Um, yeah. But I just don't want to run another Twitter account. So. That's valid. That's yeah. completely fair. I run, I think, yeah, I run two Twitter accounts and three Instagram accounts. So I totally understand. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> but it's a product of owning and, and and operating like two different 
creative spaces and then wanting to have a personal account. So yeah. um, I, I totally get it. it's a lot. It's a lot to do uh, within those like group chats that you're in. Um, do you, any of you guys like beta read each other's fix at all? Or has it just been mostly for like Twitter prompts, which you don't really need to beta read, I suppose, but yeah. Um, I don't know if there's been like official beta reading kind of like, will you take a look at this and see if mm -hmm. the vibes are okay or see if it's doing what I want it to do. Gotcha. Um, I guess like little small amounts where we'll like beta read for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, with this text fic, it's kind of the first time that I'm having someone read it beforehand. So, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking for me. I've, I feel like when I write, I just write it and then send it out into the universe and I don't want to think about it too much but mm -hmm. then having it's got it's probably a good thing to learn to trust other people to take a look at your work and um help make it better but it is kind of a nerve-wracking thing to put to put your work out there and say like is this any good is it doing what I think it's doing um but it's nice to have people that you can trust enough to do that so the the text fic I just saw it yesterday that you're working on is Benefactor, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, what if you I mean by the time this comes out, it might already be done, but just in it case there's people probably. who, <laughs> yeah, but just in case there's people who are listening that haven't read it or they're new to your work, um, could you tell us what that's about and sort of kind of run through your process for that? Because like I find text fics very fascinating, especially, um, the ones that are like like multimedia based like where you mm -hmm. guys add photos and screenshots and like <laughs> text messages and it's so much it yeah. seems like so much work but it's really cool to have that element to go along with your with your story so how's mm -hmm. that working for you and like what is the fic about and how's that sure. process been for you <laughs> so it's my first text fic um and it's a lot of work they yeah. I, yeah i've always heard that but it definitely is a lot of work although i found i think i feel like i've kind of got a good organization for it so um i write it out like i write out the text portions and then i just have to copy and paste them into uh one of those fake texting apps um mm. so once you have that system in place it's maybe not as much work as you think it might be um so I sort of, once you get that workflow in place, it's kind of not too bad. So I'm going to encourage people that if I can do it, you can probably do it. Mm -hmm. um, I can't actually say too much about it if you're going to read it. That's fair. It has a little bit of a twist to it. Oh, um, okay. I almost wish that we were recording this after because it'd be fun to talk about. But I've been thinking about the idea since probably November last year and working on like talking with friends a couple friends about it and trying to figure out how to make it work it's about ray who is a fencer so mm. um in high school she kind of grew up in foster care um kind of your typical ray modern au situation where um she didn't have a lot of good influences in her life but she managed to with the help of a teacher she made her way to become a fencer and she's at a university um, and doing fencing she's hoping to get to the olympics um, but in order to do that because she doesn't have a lot like i think to get to the olympics you generally need a lot of money and support um, she was connected through her fencing instructors and the organization to ben who was a former fencer um he doesn't have a lot of family 
Uh, he doesn't have a lot of obligations, so he has lots of money, and he's able to, I call it a platonic sugar daddy situation. Um, Ray would not call it that. She calls him mm -hmm. her benefactor, which is kind of a fun, old-fashioned idea. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely platonic, but then Ben sends her a text that he needs to talk to her about their arrangement, and that they need to meet in person. And so that's kind of where we're at in terms of what, what's come out so far. But she's pretty torn up about his words and they have quite an effect on her um, in terms of making her realize how much he means to her and anything else would be spoilers, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> but it's been fun, it's very fun to write. Um, it's fun to see people's reactions. I don't know, I have a feeling at least one person has come, has is on to my twist, but we will see. Um, I hope people like it. It's been it's been an idea that's been swirling around for a while and June seemed like a really good time to release it for a reason that would also be a spoiler. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, I hope people like it. And it's been lots of fun to try and figure out like what kind of extra like multimedia elements would be good to add into it, what adds to the story, how to tell the story in a way that the texting actually makes sense for what's being said, um, mm -hmm. how to limit, like how to go back and forth between the prose that's necessary and the texting. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm one of those people who texts like full words and periods at the end of my sentences and things like Same. that. So it's a little bit like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm always, Ray probably sounds more like, an old person than she should maybe necessarily <laughs> but I don't know maybe she's just like me and she texts with full sentences yeah. yeah um so what's been the the biggest challenge I suppose with this as your first one hmm. um probably just like learning which apps to use mm. um for various things like I know some people I think there was an old one called social maker or something that lots of people have used, but I guess it's not available anymore. So anyone who's starting now has to find other solutions. Uh, so I've just, I put out messages on Twitter, like who has a fake Instagram app that they really like, um, gotcha. who has a fake texting one and just like figuring out things. Like I realized the one I was using for texting, you can't send pictures. So I had to come up with alternate mm. plans on the go for things like that. So it's a lot of like kind of little problem solving, but it's, it's a fun challenge. And do you have, um, I mean, at the time of recording in June, do you have all of that stuff already done or are you kind of working on it little by little and, and I guess posting um, it as you finish the chunks? Mm, so it's kind of a combination. Like I knew, I know that I want to get it finished by next week. So oh, wow. I've mostly written it and then I'm going in and adding some of the tech, the extra elements, the pictures and things like that as I go. Um, so sort of the framework is written and most of the texting and prose is written. And then I just sort of have to add as I go. So I've released like the first chunk. I think I have most of my second chunk ready to just be formatted. And then the third chunk, I have a bit more work to do on it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like some people pre-write everything, which is really good for them. And I wish yeah. I could do it, but I kind of ran out of time. So I'm just doing the best I can to get it all out by next week. Um, I don't think I could ever like not have the next part written. I think um, I feel like it's 
good for me to have the framework there so that I can kind of build in things that connect from one section to the other section. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go back and kind of change things a little bit if I need to in terms of stuff that if I haven't released it yet, I can still play around with it a little bit as I'm writing the whole thing. So I do a little bit of a combination, but for sure I'd like to have at least most of it planned out. And this is the first time I've ever written something that's not just like a one shot. So I'm gotcha. learning I'm learning a bit more in terms of, I guess it, it would probably be like a three chapter on AO3. So mm-hmm. I'm learning um, kind of how to frame a chapter and what's important to get concluded within one section, that kind of thing. Nice. Has there been anyone in the fic community that's been sort of um, like your <laughs> fic fairy godparent in a way that's been helping that helping you navigate how to do all this because i know like Ate does a lot of that and i i love when she does multimedia stuff mm-hmm. it's so good um yeah. has she been helpful for you in that as, or has there been other people that's been helping sort of like yeah guide you yeah like she so i helped with when she wrote oh what's it called i say o for o um outer mm. course for Omega, yeah uh with becky yeah i was their beta reader so beta, um, I think originally alpha, alpha beta mm. reader. Um, so I learned a lot in terms of the process mm. that she used in setting up a text pick, um, whether that was from how she organized it on Discord, um, what kind of elements are good to add, when, and that kind of thing. So, and then, yeah, she's been, I think, I can't remember if I've asked her anything specific on this one, but definitely learned a lot from her. So thank you, Lala. <laughs> and then I've got a couple of friends. Um, so Steph, Spoonful of Salad. Mm-hmm. She's written text fix before. And then um, Axis, Dueling Axis. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also written text fix before. And so both of them, they know, they are the only ones who know the full twist of my story. And so they've helped me with some of the apps they use, although I think both of them might not use iOS apps. So I've had to do a little searching for myself, but they've been really super helpful. So it's always fun. I think if you are writing something like this, it's really nice to have friends who can be with you through it. Yeah, that's so cool. I like one thing I love hearing is just how supportive everybody is of each Mm -hmm. other in this space, because um, coming from like, I, I I used to cosplay a lot. I'm using this as an example. Okay. Um, I used to cosplay a lot, and uh, as a new person into cosplay, I would always ask, uh, I guess, more seasoned cosplayers for like, I like not ideas, but like suggestions on where to buy things, or like, how did you make this? And a lot of them are really like not willing to help because <laughs> oh, I don't because really? because they don't want to give away like their secrets on how they make their costumes look so good and I'm just mm-hmm. like okay well and so for me when I started cosplaying and I got really good at it I just became an open source I was like you can ask mm-hmm. me anything I will tell you where I got everything like I just want to be helpful so I think yeah. it's really cool that in the fanfic space as far as I'm aware I'm I'm, conv- I'm sure there are people out there who are a little bit on the like nastier side but like as far as i'm aware everyone's willing to share what they use and their process Mm -hmm. and help beta read and and edit and stuff and i guess the best way to say is like what someone said before it's a it's a gift economy and i think that's really cool um it's so fun and i love (laughs) i love reading everything that you guys write and getting to interact with everybody because 
it just makes my days brighter. So it's like, I can only imagine like as a writer, how nice it must feel to have that support. Um, Mm -hmm. So thanks to everyone listening for being super cool and like (laughs) help, you know, being cool to readers and, and other fellow writers. It's really nice to see. Um, Yeah. Wow. So I'm excited to read it. I haven't started it yet. I saw someone retweeted it yesterday. So I I saw what was going on. I was like, okay, I think I saved it because I want to read it later. So I'm excited to read it and see what this twist is. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Cool. So let's kind of move over into the note section um, where we kind of maybe talk about some things that we glazed over in a conversation or if you have anything that you want to talk about, this sort of like open Florida you know, share whatever you want to talk about. Floor is yours. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that's hard for an introverted person to. Oh, I understand you know. completely. Um, hmm. I. I mean, okay. So let's. I have a question that I sometimes like to ask if I feel like the opportunity is present. So let's okay. do it. So, uh, my favorite thing about uh, the Raylo community is that. For the most part, the underlying connection is Adam Driver. We all like this guy. Um, And so for me, I know why I'm drawn to him as an actor and as a person. So I like to ask people, like, what about him sort of keeps you invested? Like, where, where did that interest come from? And what sort of keeps you invested in him as a person? Because we all know he's um, Ben and he's Kylo. We have that Mm -hmm. Star Wars connection. Um, Yeah. But, and I've said it before in a previous episode, for me, I think that if, even if I wasn't attracted to him, I would think he's still a phenomenal actor. I, mm-hmm. I've loved pretty much everything he's done, even if some of them I can't watch again. Yeah. Uh, or like, we'll never watch, like Marriage yeah. Story. I can't do it, but I get no, it. <laughs> but like, I get it. So like, is there, yeah, what about him sort of keeps you invested as a fan? And, and what is it about him that you like and kind of? It could be literally anything. I think someone, I think last a uh, couple episodes back, someone was like, he's just very large. And I'm like, yeah, he is a large man. <laughs> yeah. He is large. That is true. Um, I think, I mean, part of it, I think this, I don't know if this answers the question, but in a certain way, and it's, I mean, I don't know, sentimental, overly sentimental, him seeing new pictures of him, that kind of thing, it keeps Ben Solo alive in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that death affected me so much, but it just keeps him, keeps the idea that Ben is alive out there and that we could, we can always write new prompts based on any new pictures that we get. Mm. Um, and even for Clyde too, like Clyde didn't get the happiest necessarily ending at the end of Logan Lucky. Like, I don't know, it's sort of who knows what's going to happen? Is that FBI agent going to capture them? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, just the idea that you can come up with new prompts and new content that we can twist into our Raylo situations, mm. it keeps Ben Solo alive. And so if I look at Adam, I see Ben Solo. Um, I think that's for sure part of it. I don't know. He's a good looking guy. And he's, yeah. <laughs> he's like the most intriguing in terms of like, I don't know. I don't think I care about any other actor same to that extent and I don't know yeah. why but I think like just something about what happened at the end of 2020 no 20 2019 end of 2019 
Um, somehow it's just like crystallized this love for Adam and Raylo and um, inside of me and they won't let go. So yeah. I guess I'm, I don't know, sometimes I picture like, what will I be like in like 20 years? Am I still going to be doing this? I don't know. But um, yeah, he's just like, I mean, he's a really great actor. And like you said, I haven't seen all his movies and I probably won't see all of his movies ever, but the ones that I do love, I love a lot. And um, yeah, he's just an intriguing intriguing actor gives us good looks a lot that we can use to our advantage so mm -hmm. yeah i like that he um he's just like i show up i do the thing and i leave and then <laughs> like he's just he i he has to know like i'm just convinced there's someone in his inner circle that has that's just telling him what's going on in the fan like he has to know but yeah. even if he does know he doesn't like necessarily care and yeah. or like let it affect him in any other way he's like i just want to do what i love and i'm doing my job and that's and i and i really admire that um yeah. and i was thinking about like our our feelings about the rise of skywalker yesterday and i realized that for me in particular i think the reason why the death hit me in such a way was because it was so abrupt <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh it I didn't see it coming. I mm -hmm. literally thought like, oh, cool. He revived her. They're going to mm -hmm. have it happen. And then he'd like, he just, he just flops over. And it was just yeah. so quick. And um, the person I was recording with yesterday made a good point about there was no mourning period. It just mm -hmm. happened. And then that was it. The movie was over. And then we all went into a pandemic. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like we had this bad thing happen and then another bad thing happened. And I think yeah. we're all just so stuck in this like, there was no grieving period. There's no, like, we didn't get time to have a proper, like, morning of this character. So yeah. I agree that, like, I love that when new photos come out because you guys are so quick to, like, write a prompt or, like, um, you know, make it an AU or pair it with mm -hmm. a picture, a daisy that sort of connects and then you get, like, a new thing. And, um, yeah, it's so cool. Like, I, I mentioned before, like, as long as he or Daisy are giving us content to some capacity. I think Raylo is going to be thriving for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and it's not like Star Wars doesn't acknowledge those two characters. Obviously mm -hmm. they do in whatever capacity they want to. So we have that too, but there's something nice about like when it's Adam Driver specifically and Daisy really specifically, uh, we get really cool stories that are, yeah. are your guys's that you write and, and put out there in the world for us. So yeah, I, 100% agree and and I'm hoping that that everyone's healing through this process like <laughs> all the writing yeah, yeah. that you guys do and everything that went on I hope that it's like a good healing process and you guys don't, sure. don't let it go I, I really appreciate what you guys do but even if 10 years from now everyone's like over it at least we had a good time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well that's that's kind of like the I, I like hearing what you guys like to say about him because obviously we're all like thirsty on Maine like on mm -hmm. Twitter but like everyone's got their reasons and a lot yeah. I just like to hear like from everyone else their perspective on this guy so yeah well and he kind of makes me laugh because it's kind of so my husband is about the same age I think they were born in the same year and they're probably pretty similar in terms of like not on social media um, don't want attention kind of a little grumpy grumpy resting face maybe um 
I don't know. So it just makes me laugh sometimes when I'm like, oh yeah, I can see my husband doing that same thing. Or yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm not uh, married or with anyone in particular, but I do like the idea of like watching the evolution of this guy that we all like and then like a partner sort of like turn into that like dad mm-hmm. thing like I love how Twitter is always like putting emphasis on like his sneakers and like his yeah. dad shoes and like, yeah. like it's so funny I love it mowing lawns and, oh, yeah. like, bird watching that kind of thing yeah <laughs> we've all sort of progressed from like loving um like a Star Wars based Ben to like a dad based thing and I yeah. love that so much that that's just I love it. Um, so <laughs> cool. So let's um, move down to the final sort of section here, the kudos section, um, where I ask uh, all my guests, what is one good thing about the fanfic community that you like slash enjoy and why? Okay. Um, I think I would say probably the community. We've touched on that a little bit, but just the way that we come alongside each other um, part of that is sort of the grieving process of coming alongside each other in our sadness over Ben and over what happened, what's happened in terms of Ray having her parentage change and things like that. When, when we get sad, we can be sad together and support each other, but then we also create such beautiful things together. And, um, I mean, yeah, for the most part, like I've never been a part of an online community like this before, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, it seems pretty positive and welcoming and, um, people are trying to share and lift each other up as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that would be my favorite thing. Um, one of the very first fics I remember reading, it was called Fracture. I'd have mm-hmm. to look up. I can send you the title or the author because I can't remember the, the yeah. author, but it was a fix it that took place after Tross. And basically it was like Ray had to go back to Octo and she could get Ben somehow. I think from it's it's been a long time, but from the world between worlds by going there. But he was sort of trapped behind like an ice wall type of thing. Mm. And she ends up needing like she has I think Poe and Finn and Rose and I'm not sure if Chewie's there but like a group of people with her and it takes all of them to get him out um and it was just like a really beautiful picture I've realized since reading that of how we all come together and help each other um and how it it's better because of all of us together Mm. um which is also something I'm learning through like trusting people to beta read and things like that like everything can be better if if you're willing to trust other people and take risks and be in community. So that would be my favorite thing about the community. I love that. And I, and every time someone replies with like the, the community in particular, I get so happy because I'm like, good. Yeah. Everyone's treating each other nicely. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And then, so then I like to kind of uh, ask if there's maybe a, it's like the creator shout out situation. So if there's maybe a, an author that you think that people should check out or like if there's a fic that you're reading that you think people should check out get, you can give that a shout out and it'll be linked below in the show notes for people to check out uh does it work for me to recommend the whole of the clyde and ophelia tag on ao3 go for it yeah i think it's uh, easy enough to link to that i can send okay. you a link to it yeah but yeah like there's only i think 10 um 
I think there's maybe one new one that I haven't had a chance to read because I, I just haven't read anything in the last two weeks because I've been working really hard on the text fic and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding I can't think about any other versions of Ben and Ray while I'm writing this one. It's just like, I can't go back and forth. So any of the Clydephilia um, AO3 works, there's like, there's a fantasy one that Lala wrote that's like a witch and um, Clyde is a knight. There is, there's a fun one um, by, so on AO3, she goes by Blue-Eyed Girl, I think, um, mm -hmm. or Jen of the Midwest, that is about Ophelia as a little elf on the shelf who uh -huh. is magical and can grow and there's some smut in there and, um, Dampier's Drink Espresso has, I think, maybe two or three uh, Clydephilia fix, but like, there's a there's a lot of good ones, and there you'll there's a variety in terms of smut and not smut and um, different kinds of AUs. So it's a fun little comfort section on AO3, I find. So any of those, I would highly recommend. Awesome. And so, yeah, we'll link that in the show notes if people want to check them out, because I know that I do. Um, now that I sort of get a better idea of like the ship as a whole and like where that came from, because like I said before, I didn't kind of get how that worked. But now I kind yeah. of understand and I and, like now I want to read everything. Um, yeah. And where are the best places for people to find you online? So probably Twitter is the best place to find me, because like I said, I can't handle too much on any other networks at a time. So on Twitter, I am at my TBR is growing. Mm. Um, I go by Amanda there. And that would be the number one place to find me. Okay. I'm also I think it's the same on AO3. I'm on there too. Cool. And um, again, that'll be linked down below as well for people to go follow. And um, we'll be sure to link the uh, benefactor thread in uh, down below as well so if people want to just go and read that after hearing about it um yeah. you are welcome to do that and for me i am on twitter and instagram and tiktok but uh, to, don't don't look at tiktok so twitter <laughs> uh is stitchcraft um and uh bnb underscore pod for the podcast specifically Instagram is also Stitchcraft and then bookmarked and busy podcast. Um, and then be sure to follow the editors who are so lovely and they edit the pod. They host the pod. I didn't, I don't have to do anything but sit and talk and they do all the, all the work. So thank you. Uh, they're geeky waffles. That's geeky underscore waffle. I don't have a suggestion for this week. Um, so just check out my Twitter, the BNB Twitter and I'll um, post, I, I post like, fix suggestions there whenever I come and up on one or, or remember. Um, <laughs> so nothing this week. And then next week's guest is uh, so fond of books on Twitter. So I'll have them on as a fellow reader. So if you're interested in more of the reading perspective, check out next week's episode. But um, yeah, thank you again for being on the pod. And despite your very hectic morning, <laughs> I have to go to Home Depot and buy some plastic wrap, apparently. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I will let you go and do that. So thank you guys for listening. Um, and I will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye.